0: Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Pastor Faneu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Faneu?
1: I'm doing good, Emily. Excited for another Mission Connect podcast.
0: Yes, this is going to take a little bit different format today. Normally we bring on guests who talk about kind of their mission um, and how they discovered their mission um, and how they're helping others now. But today we're gonna you and I are gonna be discussing and talking because we really want to bring clarity uh, to our listeners about how as they begin to discover. God's mission for their life as they're discovering, okay, what is God calling me to maybe in this season, in this time? But now, how do I connect my individual mission, my individual call to God's greater mission and God's greater purpose? And, you know, even identifying giftings and callings and talents that we have in our life. But how do those gifts and talents that we've been given from God how do they serve other people? How do they serve the church? How do they serve the body of Christ? How do they serve the world? And so that's what we're going to be discussing today so that our listeners as they're hearing these inspirational stories and they're taking notes as, you know, when they're listening to people who have a similar story and now going, okay, God, I'm beginning to recognize or see these things. And now I wanna know how this call, this gift that you've placed on me and in me, how can that serve other people? And how can that serve your greater mission to the world? So that's what we're gonna be discussing today. So Pastor Fanu, why don't you start us off and just uh, uh, give us scripture that's been on your heart and bring us into that topic today.
1: Well, um, I think this is, uh, this is great. I think, uh, you know, we, um, we've had so many guests that have talked about so many different areas in their own life and how they discovered their personal mission and how they, you know, uh, not only connected with the Lord in the area of their calling and their gifting, but God's blessed them and God's prospered them. And I think sometimes the danger is like you were saying that we begin to look at our gifting and our calling and our abilities in light of, you know, us and what we want and what we right. desire. And, and it's very hard sometimes even, even, For those that are involved in mission with God and those are involved in ministry to, to, uh, I guess, disconnect personal ambition from God's mission and what is God's purpose. And I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a scripture in uh, Acts uh, that really uh, speaks to this in Acts chapter 4 and verse 32 says this. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. I love this because especially in verse 34, it says, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. So this is God's mm-hmm. people. This is the, the people that God has redeemed, the people that God has called, you know, out of the world, out of the, the, the populace in, in, in Jerusalem, and he's brought them into salvation. And the Bible says, there were some who were possessors and others who were not. So there right. were some who had land and some did not. Some had some owned things, but others did not. But those who owned, In other words, those who were gifted, those who were capable, those who had ability, those who, who God had chosen to bless, you know, and, and I guess in whatever area, but in this case it was land, they decided that they were not going to just keep the blessing of God for themselves, but they were going to find a purpose for that ownership that they had, the possession that they had. And they were going to disown themselves of what God had given them in order to be a blessing to those around them, and so this idea that they found their greater mission within God's mission for their life, and so right. it, it wasn't just like, well, you know, I'm wealthy and and I've got land, and I'm gonna, you know, use it. I'm gonna be good stewards of it, obviously, uh, but I'm gonna use it for me. But there, and you know what's really powerful uh, about it as well, Emily, is this concept. And I picture this, and I I imagine this is how it happened because it says that that they. They sold the land, they sold the property, they took the money and instead of deciding for themselves, and I think this is where it gets very difficult for those who are owners and possessors and those who are gifted, right? Instead mm-hmm. of deciding for themselves where the money was gonna go, where they were, who they were gonna bless. You know, instead of saying, I've got, you know, uh, just for the, just for just uh, to make it easy, as far as numbers, you know, out of ten thousand dollars that we got from selling the land, I'm gonna give a thousand to Joe and two thousand to Jim and five thousand to Susan and you know, I'm gonna decide where the money's gonna go. Instead of that, I'm gonna actually take all of it, I'm gonna lay it at the apostles' feet, and I'm gonna let them choose where my yeah. gift is going to be used. And if you think about that, that is very um, obviously unselfish, but it's also a huge surrender. You know, I think because Mm -hmm. as human beings, we have this tendency to want to control everything, you know, want to control what we have and this is mine and I've been gifted with it. And you have no idea, you know, in their case, they could have said, you have no idea how many generations have saved up to buy this property or all the smart decisions I had to make to gain this property. So after all of this work, I don't even get to decide where this money is going to go. Like that's crazy. Right. But that's what God intended for them is that, listen, Yes, I gifted you with this, but because it's my gift, it's actually not your call. It's not your call to decide what to do with it. I'm going to tell you what to do with it. You have to lay it down so I can use that for my glory. And, uh, and, and so this idea, and so this is what really I want our listeners to be encouraged with today is if you are blessed with something, if you want God to bless, multiply what he's given you, you've got to lay it at his feet. You've got to say, mm-hmm. God, you know, whatever I have, whatever you've given me. It belongs to you. And and so it's not me controlling and trying to, you know, jostle for positions and trying to maneuver and manipulate my way into, you know, places where I want to be in and and personal ambitions that I have. I'm going to allow you to show me what you want want me to do with it. And even if I feel like, man, are you kidding me? I thought I could do so much more. I thought I could become greater and bigger and more well known based on my gifting to say, you know what, God? If you don't want me to be that well-known, I'm okay because this isn't my gift. It's your gift in me. And as long as it's fulfilling its purpose, that's what matters.
0: You know, it's understanding that everything that we have been given is really for God's purpose to work through us. Like, you know, even um, where we live, um, you know, our the state of our family. And and those are all resources that God has really entrusted to us to be able to serve people and to serve His mission. And it makes me think of a scripture um, in Ephesians, actually. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son. And so, you know, God's saying here, Christ has handed out gifts to the church, and it's for the equipping and the building up of God's people. Um, So that's Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 13, where God's specifically saying, here I am giving you these, now use it to equip and to build others up. And I think without that understanding, without that knowledge, we'll never walk in the fullness of our mission, I mean that's a critical thing in understanding in order to get us to that place where we can where we can be um, you know released in our mission because the reality is is if we're not if we're you know if we go out there and we begin to think about what can we receive what can we get we're not directing people back to God. We're not glorifying God. And we're not, uh, you know, pointing them back to the Father. And so I think it's understanding, uh, you know, ex- this scripture where it's saying, okay, I'm going to go and equip and empower other people with what God's given me. And in turn, God's glorified and God's mission is made known to people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, we can become so focus. I love the scripture that you talked about because the idea is, you know, God wants us to build people, not ourselves. And uh, as you were talking, actually, this uh, scripture came to me. We don't, you know, I guess read this uh, very often, but it's in the Old Testament and it's the story of um, Jonah, right? And Jonah's very interesting because the Bible actually doesn't say that Jonah was a false prophet, that he was not called of God, that he was not a gifted prophet, that he was not a you know, um, that he was not a true prophet or any of that. It actually acknowledges his gift. His gift was valid. His gift was right. His gift was good. But the overall story of Jonah, in a, in many ways is a negative story because he actually initially runs away from God's call mm-hmm. and then God pulls him back. And then even after he fulfills his call, uh, it's a pretty... Um, it, it's a pretty sad state of affairs, the way he responds to God's mercy. So let me just read this. Um, in Jonah chapter four, verse one, it says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, for, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And then mm. the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? And so Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. And there he made a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might, he might see what would become of the city. So this idea that, you know, the reason Jonah, Jonah was upset is he's saying here, he's like, God, listen, I knew you were going to forgive these people. Like, honestly, I know you're merciful, you're kind. And, you know, when, when, when they hear the message that you have for them, they're going to repent. And when they repent, you're going to just forget everything you said. And then now I've come all the way out here and my words are not going to come to pass. And so he has this personal agenda in a way to to make himself feel good that Mm -hmm. what he said was actually accomplished as opposed to thinking about, wait a minute, the whole point you're a prophet, the whole point of having the gift of the prophetic is not to prove that you're right. It's to see people actually repent. Right. And, but, but Jonah couldn't see that picture. For him, it was about me and my yeah. words and it coming to pass as opposed to, well, what is this going to do in the lives of people, right? And right. I think sometimes that's, uh, that's dangerous. And a lot of people lose their way when it comes to God's purpose and mission for their life because it, it, somewhere along the path, it becomes about them. Mm-hmm. And they forget about, wait a minute, why did God put me here in the first place? So my encouragement to those who are listening right now is if god has blessed you with a gift if god has given you maybe it's it's financial he's blessed you with a great job or with with a great business you know or maybe it's um, i don't know in your family or maybe it's in some talent or gifting that you have you can sing you can speak you can serve etc mm-hmm. etc you know if you're a believer in jesus always know this that that gift was given to you because of people so right. the moment you disconnect the gift from serving people, you endanger yourself from actually missing out on what God has for your life.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, I think of even uh Queen Esther and where she was, but you know, it even in her story, you we talk a lot about Esther and we talk about um you know, her having to go before the king, which could have meant death for her, but she was doing it in order to save her people. Yet Mordecai is someone who, at the same time, the position um, that he was in, the position that God had placed him in um, at the palace actually allowed him to kind of be able to get Esther into that place in Mm -hmm. a sense. And so, and then he's this, he has to say to Esther when Esther allows kind of fear to rise up, as to you know, to not go before the king. It's Mordecai that says, "Maybe you're here for just as, for just a time as this," and you know, so even Mordecai in his uh, using his position, the place that he was in, the the position even as someone who raised esther and how he poured into her he used that really to be able to he saw something within esther and was able to um you know kind of i guess in a sense push or 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 help her navigate through that mission as well and it wasn't about him it wasn't that he wanted to get promoted in the palace it wasn't though he wanted to become the king's aide. it was simply because he wanted to empower esther and in the end empower their people and and that's exactly what happened and and so even you know we see it in mordecai and we see it in esther we see esther you know being willing to trust God and with what she had and the position that she had. And, you know, sometimes it, that's really what it comes down to is not understanding fully um, how, what it's going to look like, how, uh, you know, what we've been given or what the call or mission is going to look like, but trusting in God. And I think sometimes. We look at God's mission for the world and we think um, it's too big for us or it's too big for our mission rather than just trusting God and going okay I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do my part and be able to um you know, pour into those around me, trusting God that in the right time or in the right moment, that uh, things will happen or something will change or or you know that doors will open or whatever it might be, and and going, you know, we need to trust God and we need to you know it's like when Esther says, "If I must die, I will die," but really that was coming to a place of going, "Okay, God, I know." that this, my mission as queen wasn't for me, it wasn't because she needed to be queen. It was because she needed to be in that place to serve people. So I'm going to trust in that purpose and, and know that the outcome will reflect that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was thinking, as you were talking about Esther, because part of Esther's story and that whole, narrative is that Mordecai actually ends up becoming prime minister because of everything that happens, which, you know, basically he set into motion, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously because he wanted to save his people. So, uh, you know, I love this, um, uh, I love this verse here in uh, Esther chapter eight and in verse 15, it says, so Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white and with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple, and the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. And so, you know, this is the guy who was like, literally the security guard at the gate. Yeah. To watch. His promotion was locked into how he would end up serving the people of God. And because right. he served God's people, God promoted him. And that it was almost like, you know, you need to take this step in order for me to take you to the next level. And sometimes okay. I find that, Emily, sometimes people have a measure of success, mm-hmm. a measure of, you know, okay, they're doing well, but it's like they're stuck. They, they've yeah. hit a lid. And, and maybe if you're there, Fred, you need to start asking yourself, okay, wait a minute. Am I serving God's people? Have I lost track? Maybe I've become like Esther. I've got in the palace and I'm like, hold on i can I have too much to lose now, and this yeah. is probably one of the things that you know um anyone that's fulfilling god's mission and is and is uh, relatively successful worries about when you start off serving God and and wanting to do what God wants you to do you're like i couldn't care less because I have nothing to lose, but right. the the more you succeed and the, the and the and the more you grow, you feel like okay, I can't lose too much now, so i've got to be careful i've got to play it safe, you know right, and yet when you you know, give up. And when you sacrifice and you serve people, that's when God actually ends up promoting you and taking you, uh, into, into your, you know, true call and true destiny. And so I guess what we're part of what we're saying is that selfishness is definitely not the way to go. If you want God to promote you and bring you into your full destiny.
0: Right. And everything that we do when it comes to our mission, you know, is about, loving God and loving others. And so, you know, when we look at that perspective is going, that's a a good opportunity to look, okay, is this where, I? you know, is this the right step? Is this the right place I'm going? Am I using my gifts in the right way? Mm -hmm. A great way to look at it is, am I honoring God? And am I serving people? Mm -hmm. Because really, you know, that is the mission of God. God, has called us to equip one another to empower one another to build one another up um, and to bring salvation to the world and you know that's where it's going uh you know for esther if she just sat in the palace yeah she might have felt good she might have had a lot of banquets she attended she had all the finest things but did it honor god in any way and did it serve other people but now her position allowed her to be able to do that. And then that was ultimately the call for her as a queen. And so that's what we've got to look at. And, and you know, and again, it comes with trusting God and, and trusting that uh, he's given us, you know, a certain position or place. And I think sometimes in other areas, when we feel like we have too much to lose or we feel like we're not enough. Mm. We don't, we haven't arrived yet, you know, so I think of people who say, okay, I'm going to start giving to people when I'm at a place where I have this much extra income, you know, or I'm making this month, much a month and, or, you know, that's just an example financially, but in any way, you know, and it's going, how can we, you know, utilize our, what we currently have? You know, and then that goes back to what you're talking about, where once God sees us being faithful in that, he He extends our reach, and he he gives us more, really, He entrusts us with more.
1: I think a great uh, example of that even is the life of Gideon, and people don't think about this when we talk about Gideon. If you know the story of Gideon, it's you know the angel of the Lord finds him threshing wheat in a wine press, right? So we generally focus on the fact that oh, well, Gideon's afraid, he was afraid, he was hiding. And, um, you know, so he's sort of, he's incapable of doing much. And so the fact that God would even consider using him is awesome. Well, another way to look at it is this. The Bible tells us that the Midianites were actually stealing of the Israelites all the crops that they had. So here is a man who is a successful crop smuggler who has a good business going. He has his own crops. He's threshing his own wheat. Yes, it's in a wine press, but at least he's got wheat. At least he's right. not starving and he's got something going for himself. And God says to him, I want you to give up the safety that you have of hiding in the wine press and fending for yourself and your family. Now, I want you to give that up and I want you to take up a fight that's going to help not just feed your family, but it's going to help feed the nation. So, so right. sacrifice feeding your family, because, you know, obviously if you become known and the Midianites know who you are, then you're a target and you may not be able to go back to feeding your family. So you're you're risking something, but God's saying, no, I want you to do that because I've got a greater plan for your life. And Mm. so many times, again, when we focus on me, myself, how can I, you know, provide for myself, think about myself, when, when that's where you're stuck, Um, God can't use you at the next level. You know, in my life, a few years ago, when I had to make a step, when I had to take a change, make a change in ministry roles, and I still, I I remember people telling me that it was a crazy decision that, you know, I was going to lose a lot of money in the process. I was going to make a lot less money, uh, My wife wasn't working at the time and I had to make the decision. So it it sounded so crazy. I was like, why would you do something like this? You're, you're happy. You have a certain measure of success. You're, you know, you're provided for, uh, your family's good. Do you really have to step out in faith? And because my vision was, I wanted to help more people. I wanted to serve more people. I wanted to make a greater impact. Right. But it's, it's always hard to do that because your first thought that's human nature. My first thought was me, my home, my family, what is, what am I risking
0: in mm-hmm. order
1: to potentially, cause I don't know, maybe it's all going to just flop. It's going to fail. It's not going to work. But what am I risking for the potential of serving more people? Right. And many times that fear of losing out or missing out or not having enough is what keeps us uh, from, uh, from taking that step. And like you said, Emily, you're right because then there, there's this also, there's other voice that says to you, well, who do you think you are anyway? Right. Like, you really think you're going to make that impact? You really think just because you step out, somehow everything's going to work for you? It probably won't. And what if it doesn't? And so, you know, the enemy works on both sides of our minds uh, from the one hand saying you're going to lose a lot, and the other hand saying you're probably not even capable enough to make it. Uh, and a lot of people get paralyzed.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I have so many examples when it comes to that. We've made a lot of uh, decisions and life changes that a lot of people have told us wouldn't work out, and especially in the last year, and just my husband stepping out in faith, starting a business, and we have three young kids, but... You know, I look at it from, you know, the enemy speaks those things, but you had to go back to the word of God and his truth and go, you know what, the enemy may say you're risking a lot. What happens if you can't financially support your family? But... God says, I'm your provider. And God says, I will always give you what you need. And, you know, on the other hand, the enemy says, you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? And God says, you know, in your weakness, I am your strength. You know, that I work in your weakness. And so when we when the enemy begins to say those things to us, we need to understand that you are already called. Whether you feel like you're walking in it, God has called us all to be ministers of the gospel. God has called us all to heal the sick. God has Mm -hmm. called us all to set the captives free. And so you are on a mission. and, And so we need to understand That And then be able to go, okay, God, if you've called me, now how can I take what you've given me wherever I'm at in this season and be able to now serve other people? And so in closing, Pastor Fanu, why don't you just speak um, once again to these people who are listening who are at that place where... They've maybe been tuning into these podcasts and they're discovering, they're beginning to ask God these questions. You know, God, what's my mission? Where have you called me? What have you equipped me with that I can use? What would be two things that you would just say to them to really empower them to understand that your giftings, your calling are incredibly important to God. It's not as though we're saying, you know, because if you think about it, Within yourself, you're being selfish. But the idea that God sees it, He's given it to you, He's created your purpose, He's created you, you're important to the greater call. But how, what would be the key, um, two key areas that you would say to them to understand okay, here's my call to serve the greater?
1: I think two things, um, Emily, that I can say to you know, everyone that's listening to us right now, especially if you've been following the previous episodes and the incredible stories of faith that we've, uh, that we've uh, heard on this podcast. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone back and listened to all of those stories, please subscribe to the mm-hmm. podcast and go back and listen uh, to the previous episodes as well. I guarantee you, you're going to be encouraged. But two things that I want to say, number one is in order to find your specific mission and your specific purpose, it's always important to start first with understanding that you are a part of the greater picture right. uh, that God, that God is working out in the world. It does two things. Number one, it gives you a sense of affirmation. Why? Because when I think of that, I think, wow, the God of the universe is, has a master plan and mm-hmm. I am a part of that master plan. That's incredible to me. I mean, that encourages me that it's, it is God's will that I will find my purpose and destiny and succeed in it because I'm a part of what he's doing, what of the, the the bigger thing that he's doing in the world. Secondly, within that point is that it also keeps me humble. You know, mm-hmm. The Bible talks about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is a generational God. So, And I don't just mean generations when it comes to age, but I mean generation when it comes to seasons. So in every season – God has people that he has called to accomplish certain things. It's not the be all and end all. It's just another piece of the puzzle of what, is, what God is doing throughout history uh, leading up to the return of Christ. So it also helps you stay you know, grounded to say, okay, I'm not everything here. I'm just one part of the bigger picture that God is right. accomplishing. And the second point that I want to share is always focus on the people. When you focus on what the needs are of the people around you, it's incredible how you will discover the gift that God has placed within you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I realized that in ministry, um, every time I focused on the people that I was serving, say the pastors I was serving, the churches I was serving, when I started to... Think deeply about what are their needs, what are they struggling with? What are they, where are they spinning their wheels and it's not working for them? What are the things that that keep leaders in churches up at awake at night thinking, how can I get this done? The moment I started thinking about that, I started praying for them. Literally, I just started praying for churches and pastors and leaders and outreach and discipleship. God started birthing inside of me a passion and a burden and a desire to want to help them. And I started, and as, as I started talking about it and doing something about it, I realized that, wow, I actually think I have a gift in this area. I think I can communicate. I think I can, I can coach. I can lead. I can you know, come up with strategies. So, so my discovery, and this is my own testimony, is my discovery of what God has called me to do has always been connected to, my desire to help and serve mm. God's people. And the moment I, I I started praying for them and caring about what they were going through, I started discovering things that God had placed within me that were brought to the surface. So those are the, those are the two things that I can share that I think will help someone that's saying, God, show me, clarify, help me figure it out. There's five things I'm good at, but what is it that you really want me to focus on? I think if you follow those two things, uh, I'm not saying that's that's everything, but it'll get you on that journey of self-discovery and and fulfilling God's purpose for your life.
0: That's great. Thank you, Pastor Fanu. That's really good. So, you know, I think this podcast was a great understanding of that for our listeners and those that have been kind of journeying with us um, with these guests who have been on and I'm sure with all of our guests, we've touched on those areas and how God's revealed these things to them. So why don't you just tell our listeners um, how they can hear these other podcasts that we've done?
1: Well, friends, listen, as always, we love hearing from you. Thank you for those who are sending your emails in um, and also connecting with us uh, on social media. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Passion to Reach uh, as well uh, on online at Uh You can also uh, email us at missionconnect at passionreach.com and please subscribe on iTunes and Google Play uh, and uh, follow every episode that we put out there. We uh, release an episode every week, and if you subscribe, it'll come directly to you. So God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in today.
0: Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.